Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today it's really a big, big pleasure. I have Jenny Walters with me, the real one. How are oh. you? I'm great. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's really, really a big pleasure to have. Uh, I am quoting that a CX influencer you should know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and therefore, it's really, if you are looking on uh, the rankings, on the awards, Jeannie Walters is always on the top of them because she's always delivering great value to her customers and not only the customer, but also to the audience because she's really active on LinkedIn with her courses, but also with her outstanding newsletter that I am getting and reading each time because it's full of insights. But before uh, we start deep diving in customer experience where we are all passionate about, perhaps Jeannie, could you please introduce yourself? Sure, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, I'm Jeannie Walters and I've been doing some form of customer experience work for more than 20 years now, and uh, I'm really just excited about helping leaders understand how powerful customer experience can be. So I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Experience Investigators, and there we help leaders really create meaningful customer experiences that drive business results. And we do that through training and workshops, as well as some different consulting packages. And then, uh, as you mentioned, Gregorio, we are really dedicated to just kind of the CX industry. I think so many, so many CX leaders do amazing things every day. And so we try to share as much content and value as we can to support that community because everybody's working really hard <laughs> and we want to uh, make sure that we provide value as much as we can to the industry at large as well. No, that's that's clear. Thank you very much for for your introduction, and it it makes totally sense. I think you have quite a lot of uh, customers in uh, in the USA, less in in Europe. You are not so known as you are in the USA, and this is also, I think, what I would like to to do to share in Europe um, the <laughs> insights from a really thought leader in customer experience like uh, like you are. Uh, before we really kick off the discussion on CX Foundation and we start the, the discussion. Um, could you please share with us what are your values that drives you in life? Yeah, that's. A, I love this question. Uh, I think a big one for me is humor, like finding, finding the joy in things and just taking it, you know, a day at a time, I think is really important, especially in the world that we live in now. I also really believe in transparency and honesty. Sometimes that means saying, hey, I don't know the answer, but um, we're working on it. And uh, I also am, you know, very dedicated to just being a, um, you know, I, I think family and friends and showing up as who you are to all people. So being your authentic self, that's kind of what drives me as well. I think these are great values. And I, if I can pick up one humor, this is what we are also listening and really feeling on your outstanding post podcast crack the custom the customer code together with adam tupork it's really you have more than 400 episodes i would say 470 or something like that sounds about right 
and uh, <laughs> there are a lot of seasons and it's also really nice and i am asking this question based on on the on, on your podcast which bourbon do you like most which bourbon i love this so yes for those of you not in the know the the legend is that we created this podcast in 2014 believe it or not um over bourbon uh adam likes to say he was teaching me about bourbon we were and then i had this crazy idea and said how about we start a podcast and here we are <laughs> almost 500 episodes later uh yeah so bourbon is is tough because there are so many good ones. Blanton's is one of my favorites and Adam did introduce me to that. So I will give him credit for that. And then we just did, we just recorded our bourbon summit, which we do at the end of every season. And I tried a new bourbon, which is a blend called barrel. And I've been enjoying that one too. So it depends on the mood and the season, but yeah, I, I think uh, all bourbon, there's a place for all bourbon really. <laughs> 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 and it helps also to smoothen the discussions <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, thank you very much uh, Jeannie uh, we I would like really to discuss with you the topic around CX foundation because there is a lot of discussion around that there are a lot of allow me to say wannabe CX professionals and you are really one of the great thought leader that you are doing that since more than 20 years, as, as you are saying. What is your understanding on customer experience? And before I end over to you, I am also reading from your web, website. Um, what you are saying on your website is customer experience is more than a customer journey map or a net promoter score. It's the actions your team takes on a daily basis to use these tools to serve your larger organizational goals. And I think this is, this, this, this is really key. And, uh, and for me, it, it's mind-blowing to share that and to have the opportunity to share that. But instead of me reading through your website and learning from your courses, I have you on the show and therefore I hand over to you to explain that. Thank you. Well, thank you for all your kind words. That's very nice to hear. Uh, yeah, so one of the things that we see a lot in customer experience in general is that people think it's either kind of this easy thing, you can just kind of wave a magic wand and say, be nice to your customers and good things happen, um, or it gets translated into just collecting feedback, just tracking metrics, and that's it. And people say, we're doing customer experience because we're tracking something like Net Promoter Score. And we, we saw this again and again. So a couple of years ago, we started creating with our clients this idea of what are the building blocks that you need in any, any established, successful customer experience management program? Because what we do on the inside of the organization is really customer experience management. Um, and the, your, your customers are having a customer experience, whether you say those words or not, right? They are just having an experience with your brand. So we started really digging into what makes different leaders successful, different programs successful. And we identified how the first thing is they know exactly who they are and what they're delivering, and that's around their mission. And so I've talked a lot about the mission of my organization, which is to create fewer ruined days for customers. And we we use that as a guide for how how will we work? Who do we work with? How do we hire? What is the promise that we're really making? Because in in all customer experiences, you can't be all things to all people. You have to make a decision about who you are. So we start with that customer experience mission statement, and then we develop what we call a success statement. And this is something that comes up because a lot of times I ask, 
what does success look like for customer experience in your organization? And they say things like, well, we're going to be the best, or we're going to do it our way, or we're going to be a customer-centric organization. And the follow-up question is always, okay, how do you know if you're doing that? And if you can't measure it, if you can't really understand your progress, then it's really easy for a leader to walk in a year later and say, well, I guess this customer experience thing doesn't really work. Um, And so by defining what success looks like, you start with your organizational goals and you define against those. How will customer experience help us achieve those goals? And then you think about your leaders because your leaders all have different goals. They all have different outcomes that they're seeking. And if we're talking about customer experience in vague terms or in nice terms. It sounds very nice to have a great customer experience. But if we talk about NPS going up and the chief revenue officer or the chief financial officer is sitting there thinking, so what? (laughs) Then we're not speaking their language. We need to translate what we do into the language of the organization and our leaders. And then we need to get really clear and really realistic about what we can do. Because sometimes if you're starting from scratch, it takes a while to establish that foundation, to get this program going, to get the buy-in from the leaders that you need. And so you need to be realistic about those baby steps that you take to get there. So I've seen over and over again, great leaders are not set up for success around customer experience because they don't take the time and they're not asked or supported to really get these foundations right. And if you get these foundations right, everything else gets easier. Then you can make choices based on where you're going, not just because somebody said you needed a journey map. Exactly. It it's make totally sense. And um, elaborating on, on what you were saying, often, often companies start measuring NPES and then uh, you have an NPES uh, number or mm-hmm. figure. And you can also make one step further and saying, I make an example, you have 10% detractors, but uh, at the end, top management doesn't really care about 10% detractors because they don't understand that. And if you can explain to top management, you lost, I don't know, 1,500 customers in the acquisition, which Mm -hmm. uh, it's exactly roughly, I don't know, 10 millions uh, in, in revenues because uh, the process was uh, was difficult or they didn't went through the complete process because it was too complex. This is something that they understand and they would mm-hmm. also react on that. This is only my example to, to really understand and to make uh, to, to make an example of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But basically, it, it totally makes sense. But I think you go into these companies and you explain that and not everybody says, oh, let's start, let's do right. that. <laughs> What happens after this uh, this mm-hmm. great explanation? I, I love the way you, you positioned that question because it's very real life, right? Like we say, no, look, customer experience is amazing. Aren't you seeing this? And they go, eh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I think customer experience leaders are asked really every day of their career to kind of prove their value, right? We are asked to say, no, this is important because, this is important because. And it's 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 tough. It's a disadvantage. You think about other leaders. I mean, chief, if you talk about sales, nobody's saying, yeah, but why are sales important? Nobody says that because we all understand that's part of the business. We have to treat customer experience like, I, I always say it's three things. It's a mindset, it's a strategy, 
And it's a discipline. It's a business discipline. And so you can't have a strategy without putting rigor to it, without putting discipline to it, without those daily actions that you you mentioned earlier in the podcast. And so when we are looking at really trying to get leaders to understand and buy in, it's it's almost, we have to think about it as a communication strategy because it really is about winning hearts and minds. It's about getting them to understand that, yes, sometimes it's just the right thing to do because Sometimes that's what customer experience is. We want to show up for our customers in the way that we've promised to show up. And sometimes what that means is saying, wow, we have to admit we were wrong. We have to um, follow up with them proactively, even though we know that they're not happy. We have to you know, make other promises to them because we messed up on the first one. Those are hard things, but we ha- sometimes it's just the right thing to do. So that's where we have to win over the hearts. But then the minds, this is where we get into the business, right? This is where we talk about what are our goals here as an organization? Well, we can't do anything without customers. And when we lose them, we're not just losing the people who walk out the door. We're losing other potential customers because those folks are probably going out with some negative word of mouth. They are not going to refer other customers to us. They aren't going to tell their friends to even apply for a job here, which right now in 2021 is a big deal, right? Like we need employees in many, many organizations. All of that fits together under that customer experience umbrella. But if we're not making the case again and again and connecting those dots for those leaders, then we kind of act like everybody is on their own with their different departments and nobody wins. Like the organization doesn't win. The customer doesn't win. Your employees don't win because nobody wants to work in a place where customers are complaining all the time. And so we really have to help other leaders connect all those dots and, and embrace the idea, going back to the goalkeeper and the sports metaphors here, but embrace the idea that it's a team sport, that we need everybody in order to really move this forward as an organization. That's how we win. And uh, and based on the fact that we are speaking about a team sport and the goalkeeper, thank you very much for the quote. <laughs> and basically, I think that's something that you are often repeating in your keynotes and in your videos. It's uh, find the right people and train the processes. And mm-hmm. uh, what's your view? Because if you are speaking about uh, customer experience foundation, I think employee exp- experience, it's, it's part of it. What's Absolutely. your view on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have long underestimated how connected those two things are, the employee experience and the customer experience. It's really easy to talk about things like, you know, we want to make sure we have a great employee experience, but we don't define that as very well either. The way I like to think about this is if you define your customer experience mission a certain way, if you define who you are and who you want to be to your customers, You have to live that mission inside your organization and you have to show up the same way for your colleagues and for your teams and for your leaders. And so when we are defining that customer experience mission, a lot of that is about who are we to each other as well. And so if we can do that, if we can align those values and that vision, then you'll have employees who, number one, understand their role in the customer experience a lot more than they used to, and they're more willing to solve problems, to be empowered, to actually do things, not just for the customer, but for 
their fellow employees who are serving customers to improve the internal process so that they can reach out to customers in a more proactive, positive way. And that's what, you know, if we can align those things, that's where the magic happens, really. That's where we see these organizations who are constantly innovating around the customer experience because employees know that they won't be punished for that either. They know that that's part of who this organization is and that's what their leaders are expecting from them. So that all has to go together as well. And we can't really discount that like I think we have in the past. <laughs> no, that, that, that's true, but this is something that I am seeing in, in the customer experience community, that there is some great agreement on take mm -hmm. care of your employees, your employees will take care of your customers, and your customer will take care of your shareholder. And in this, um, let's say, first employees, then customers, mm -hmm. and, at la and, and the last point is about, about shareholders, and there is a common understanding and common agreement on, on that. Mm -hmm. Basically, I think we start, we start speaking about uh, Customer Experience Foundation. Uh, you shared also the first insights how normally your customers are, are reacting. We discussed mm -hmm. about uh, employee experience. Um, I was wondering, now, let's say you start your project, your, the, the, your customer understands the need of doing something. What are the common mistakes that, uh, that your customers are, are doing in this, let's say, transformation? Yeah, I think I, I want to reframe that a little bit because I think we all learn from these things, right? So they're not always mistakes. Uh, and challenges. Part of changes, yeah, or challenges or, yeah, all obstacles, all of those things. Yeah. Because I think what, what often happens is we are starting from a really good place of intention. People are like, we want to do this. We want to put CX first. I just saw some data recently that said it's the number one priority for all these leaders for 2022. But then when you look at the funding, it's not there. And so we often talk a big game about it, but we don't put the funding or the resources toward it. And so I think when we think about what leaders should consider, number one, It's hard to say this because I'm a big dreamer. I love thinking big, but sometimes we think too big and we say, oh, we can take this all on. And I know I'm only a team of one person and I have no funding and no support, but I'm going to change the world here. <laughs> and <laughs> that can set somebody up to really not succeed. And so we have to get more realistic about our goals and how long things actually take. We are, many of us are, work for organizations that have been around for a very long time and they didn't have customer experience. They didn't even say those words until about 10 years ago. And now they still don't have a customer experience leader. They still don't have certain pieces of that. And so we're retrofitting this whole strategy and idea and discipline into these organizations that literally have been around for a century in some cases. And we're setting goals for like a year that should be for really five years. So getting realistic, which again, I hate to say that because people want change and they want to see it and they've got such good intentions and I support all that. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing is really um, not sharing success when we have it and not connecting those dots enough so that when we start seeing the positive response to the work that we do, to making sure that, you know, wow, the employees now really love working here. The employee survey is going up because they say that they understand their role and what they're doing for the customer more. Well, customer experience folks should be 
you know, raising the banner about that and getting out the noisemakers and saying, hey, look at this, everybody. But sometimes we don't really connect those dots for other people enough. And so leaders don't always see the progress in the way that they should. And that's what I love about that success statement because it forces us to think about it. It forces us to think about if we do this, how will that impact our organizational goals? And then you start talking about it over and over and over. You start reporting on it. You start sharing your wins, sharing customer stories, which are so important. Dashboards are great, but we need people. We need humans. We need stories. And we have to put all of that together. So those two things I think are most important is, and really just um, standing up for our customers wherever we can in a way that everybody in the organization understands that we all win when we do that. It's it, it, it's 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 really great and uh, staying in in your example and you spoke about the game at the end if you want to win the championship then you need to win each match or let's say mm -hmm. each match and and it's also important to to have great leaders let's take the example of the trainer that could be mm -hmm. this the head of six or the uh, vp of, of of customer experience and he's, he has a key role to motivate all the employees and to motivate also the company around and um, what's your view or what are the most important traits of of um, customer experience professionals or these uh, these people that requires to win the championship from your point of view yeah. i love i love that we're just going all in on the sports <laughs> uh yeah i think the the captain if you will of the team <laughs> they have to really be this wonderful combination of that head and heart mentality right like CX leaders have to be able to speak about the actual results, understand data, understand how to leverage data, understand how to uh, really look at data in a way that's meaningful to gather those insights. And then they also have to be storytellers. They have to be people who can connect on this very human individual level to turn that data and those insights into action. Because The, the thing that I see again and again is that there are some very data-driven leaders. And in the last 10 years, we spent so much time obsessing about data that we decided that that was the ultimate truth no matter what. And the problem is we ignored other data. We ignored anecdotal data. We ignored when customers told us things that we knew were true. And we would say, well, we better send out 20,000 surveys to find that out, even though we knew that was true. That is still data. So we have to bridge that gap a lot between the human aspect and what we know and doing what's right along with, okay, the data is telling us this, and so we have to act on it. So really, that is one of the most important characteristics that a CX leader needs to have. And then communication in general, both with the team and with the organization at large, as well as with customers, right? Like we have to close the loop with our customers too. Um, so there, you know, it is a, a tall order. And I think as the industry has matured, we're seeing more specialties, which can help, but we also need to make sure that the leader really understands, like, I am not, my, me personally, I am not somebody who's going to go in and slice and dice the data and do things like that. That's not my strong suit. But I need to 
trust that person enough who's doing that, that we can work together and say, I've got a question about this. What does this insight tell us? Help me understand this. And that's super important too, to have those coalitions throughout our organization so we can access the right data, the right information at the right moment on behalf of our customers. So I'm curious, what do you think? What do you think are the good (laughs) traits of a CX leader? Uh, commenting first on, on what you are saying, and I think it it it's 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 back to to now today we are in 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 sports, and it was not pre-discussed with you. You know that, but what you are saying it 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 makes sense because you have a lot of data. You can calculate all the figure, all the statistics, but it's like a soccer game. At the end, only one figure it's really count. It's the result. You win or you lose, and it's not how many shots on the on the goal, how many passes, how many tackles, how many fall, how many falls. It's everything can be relevant, but at the end, the one metric that counts is the result. You win the game or you lose the game, and exactly exactly what 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 you are saying, and I think it's also one of my learnings in my customer experience career. It's really what does, for example, the CFO want to see? Because he's mm-hmm. the one owning the budgets and uh, he doesn't care about NPS, not because it, not because he don't want to care about it or he doesn't want to care about it, but it, he doesn't understand. He has other topics, other disciplines to, to take care of. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, you need to really start selling your stories, creating compelling stories, sharing experiences, because experiences are human and the figures, the numbers and the data are not human. And therefore you need to share these stories, move the feelings, but at the end you need the return the return on investment. If your CFO is giving you X, you want to see a return of sets that need to be bigger than the X that was invested. And this, this, is, uh, this is quite clear. As you are saying, and um, not, uh, not willing to repeat everything what you said, what I think it's really extremely important is the communication. Oftentimes, it's, we are focusing on the communication in one direction, is to the top, telling them what we are doing good and what is going well. But I think it totally makes sense also to spread this communication in the old company because at the end, the most supporters you get, and back to sports, sorry, the the most fans that you have, the most supporters you have, and then they help also to win this this, uh, CX CX game. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I think you, you mentioned something that is really important, which is that, you know, at the end of the day, we can track all the data we want. We can have all the metrics we want. But if customers are going, well, yeah, you're okay, and they're not really dedicated, then all it takes is one disruptor. All it Mm -hmm. takes is one organization that says, hey, you know what? We will solve that for you over here. And then all those customers will just leave. And that's the ultimate goal, right? That's, That's what we're trying to get to is being being disruptor proof (laughs) with our organizations yes and these disruptors are coming Mm -hmm. and now it's covid the next time can be a financial crisis or something different or a new innovative company that comes exactly in in your industry it totally makes sense thank you very much it was really a great discussion let's go to the last piece because i still want to ask three questions to you (laughs) The, the, the the first one is is there a book that you would recommend to, to, to the audience that you say that helped me during my career? Yeah, well, I mean, I, 
one of my early mentors and guides, Jean Bliss, I think she's fantastic. And, you know, her chief customer officer and then chief customer officer 2.0, I think are classics for a reason. Um, So shout out to Jean on those. And then years ago, I don't even think this book is still in print, but it's called The Leader's Voice. And that really changed how I thought about communication and understanding how our brains interpret things and everything else. So that one stands out to me too. Thank you very much. And um, if somebody would like to uh, connect with you, contact you, what's the best way? Yeah, well, as you know, I'm all over LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out to me there. And then we also have a program called Year of CX, yearofcx.com. And, you know, some of those things I mentioned today, the mission statement and the success statement, we have different workbooks and guides that are available for download there. And we we're offering that to the community through that Year of CX program. And then, of course, experienceinvestigators.com is another good way to find me as well. And please, please plug also your uh, podcast That's and right. your LinkedIn courses. But yes, I thank hand you. over back to you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. So uh, crack the customer code wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe. We, we love hearing from CX leaders. It's always funny because every once in a while I'll get a random email And it's from somebody I'm like, oh my gosh, you were listening? Who knew? So it's fun to hear from you. And then, uh, yeah, there are four LinkedIn courses available for you at LinkedIn Learning. They're about uh, creating a positive customer experience. There are two about journey mapping, including a case study one, and then service blueprinting as well. Those are all available at LinkedIn Learning as well. Thank you very much. And uh, really transparent. I did two of them. They are really, really good and full of insights. Thank you very much also for that. And now we are coming to the last question. Is the Genie Golden Nugget? It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience. Just know your mission, know what you're doing and make sure that you carry that in your heart and that makes everything else a lot easier. Thank you very much, Genie. It was outstanding to have you on, on my podcast, on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. It was really a big, big pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure as well. Thank you. And I hope that also the audience enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. It was really an outstanding discussion with Jeannie. Thank you very much. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget. We are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human environment. Thank you.